Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Manor. My name is Shai Mizrahi. I am your host. And with me, my co-ghost, Emily. <laughs> what? You always say co-ghost. Well, I'm trying to make it a regular thing. <laughs> is co-equals? Oh, okay. So, how much editing do you spend doing a week? Like, a lot. It's like, eight hours. And... What's the other podcast that you own, edit, and market? It's called Squishy Bibbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm trying to make the co-ghost a regular thing, but I'm also trying to do like a regular like, what's up gals and ghouls? You want to start over? Yeah, yeah, let's start it. <laughs> let's okay. do it again. What's up gals and ghouls? Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Manor. Twisty Manny and... With me, my co-ghost, Emily. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> you always pause before my name. Do you want me to stop pausing? We can do it one more time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to... No, Gals and Ghouls. Oh, yeah. What's up, Gals and Ghouls? Welcome back to another episode of Twisted Manor. Today, we have me, Shimas Rocky's your host, and with me, my co-ghost, Emily. There you go. The perfect <laughs> beginning. Ah. <laughs> We did donate, finally. It took a, a hot minute just because we had a lot of things going on. You can tell, probably, that the office is looking a little dull, a little empty. That's because we're moving. So there might be a single week delay. So there might be one week where we don't get an episode, eventually, because we're in the process of moving. We're going to try our hardest to make sure that gap doesn't happen, but if it does, just be aware that is why. Um, that is about it. Uh, the charity, we ended up donating to Helen Keller Visually Impaired and Blind uh, International. Those are the same thing. Is that really what it's called? Yeah, because you can be visually was... impaired without being blind. But blind is always visually impaired. <laughs> was it hearing well, impaired mixed... and blind? No. It... Was just one? Surprisingly, it was just for the eyes. Uh... But yeah, it's the Helen Keller International... For blind and visually impaired. Okay. So we donated $10. Um, I just, We didn't get any like purchases made or anything this last month in December, but I feel like $10 is a good minimum if even if we don't get anything. So yeah. that's, that's what we did. So thank you guys for your support and for all the votes. So we are officially uh, donated to that charity at the moment. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for the end of this month. We'll have our new voting system. And uh, two charities of choice. And then we'll donate again at the beginning of February. Um, I think everything else has been drilled into your head at this point. So we'll keep the uh, repetitive updates at the end of the episode. Like the emails and stuff. So we'll leave that at the end. Um, I say we just dive right into our stories. Um, today, I chose our our maniacal um theme for this episode, which is Glitch in the Matrix. Have you ever seen The Matrix? Yes. I saw the first two movies. Was Not impressed. Good? Yeah, no, no, it was bad. I've never seen it. Wasn't I, it, doesn't it, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Oh. She, you character? definitely have not seen it. John Wick. It's Keanu Reeves. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> John think, Wick is a thousand times better in I every way. I think we should switch Keanu Reeves and Arnold Schwarzenegger for... In all of their movies. No, just for The Matrix and The Terminator. 
Maybe. <laughs> that could be good. Can you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger playing John Wick? Yeah. You killed my fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have three stories. How many do you have? I have four. Four? Like three little ones. Damn. And a medium one. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah. I feel like I've gone first the last two or three times. Are we going to be switching back and forth between them, or because they're so short, do you want to just, like, read them all in a row on each other's uh, side? Let's go back and forth. Okay. Let's keep it. Oh, gee. Do you have titles? Mmm. Something I don't have. Give me a sec. <laughs> Emily has a nasty habit of not putting titles in front of her stories, so we have that thing where you hear that... And it, and it cuts when we say the title, and then the gut splatter, the... Ew. And then it starts the the story. And we I really like that formula. So we're trying to push her to <laughs> actually do that. <laughs> I actually have a very interesting scientific thing to talk about for this episode. I think it's really interesting and really crazy. While Emily is diving through and trying to create some titles, I'm going to tell you guys something creepy that happened to me this week. I was editing the last episode of Twisted Manor, and I was just right over there at the computer, just editing away, and for whatever reason, the AI, I don't want to say her name, and it's not Siri, so you know which one I'm talking about, it's the Amazon one, she just lights up and says, like, sorry, I didn't catch that, and I did not say anything, I'm in the midst of editing, and I tell her, like, go away, like, I don't want anything right now. And she says, like, sorry, I misunderstood, and, like, turns off. And then, like, another two minutes pass, and it lights back up and says, I'm sorry, but I don't have your grocery list on hand right now. <laughs> and, I don't know, that just freaks me out. I'm like, I'm, no one is talking to you. And I'm editing, like, cutting things up. I'm not even playing anything right now. So I don't know what, what activated her twice in a row. But then, I was doing an episode of my other podcast, Bleeding Hearts... And she lit up in the middle of the podcast. And I'll, I'll even play a little clip real quick so you guys hear what happened. Yeah, but Some like, people are just stupid. <laughs> but like, so like, with great power comes great responsibility. Like, that's an iconic line. But Spider-Man doesn't have There's great power. Found on the web. Jesus Christ. The Shut the fuck up, Alexa. The if you Stop. want to join, just ask. Stop. Jeez. Get the fuck out of here. Some ghosts. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm legit. I was editing... The Twisted Manor podcast, and she opened up twice to tell me that, like, I didn't catch what you said. Or it's something like, it's like that. silent. And you're like, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you on? Or be like, I just think that's crazy. So creepy. Like, <laughs> she hasn't done anything since, so maybe we should do another Technopocalypse episode and <laughs> talk about how they're going to eat us and kill us. I might do some vaping this episode. <laughs> You know, I do want to apologize for the last couple of episodes. We have not had any video, and that is for two very good reasons. One, my camera was being a dick, and it just kept turning off mid-episode, so we were done with that. But secondly, when we uploaded it, the color was all distorted, and I don't know why. So when you guys look at our past episodes, they look ugly as fuck. I promise I'm a better editor. It was... I don't know what it was doing. It was just like super orange and like really black. It was super gross. But I will have that fixed. Don't worry. This episode better look hella fresh or I'm going to be upset. This first one is called Am I Real? 
I was a satellite installer, and I was driving between two small towns in North Carolina, Statesville and Taylorsville. It's about a 20-minute drive on a perfectly straight two-lane road, with pretty much nothing but trees on either side. It's in the middle of the day, and I'm driving along listening to Howard Stern on Sirius, when all of a sudden I go from wide awake to falling asleep, meaning one second I'm normal, and a second later my head is drooping down and my eyes closing, and what snaps me out of it is my car bounces like I just hit a speed bump. But I'm still in the middle of the road. Howard Stern is still in the same sentence, but my GPS signal says it is lost, and then I hear recalculating, and when it comes back, I realize I'm about 12 miles further down the road than I was, and I missed my turn. My immediate thought, even though I consider myself a level-headed atheist, was that I fell asleep, hit a tree, and died, and was now in some weird afterlife. It was such a strong feeling that I drove to the nearest gas station, headed inside with sweaty palms feeling that the cashier inside was not going to be able to see me. To my relief, she did, and I bought a Red Bull. I still think it was I still think I was hypnotized by the road and drove on something and drove on some weird autopilot for a while, but losing GPS signal and not missing any of my song is ex- is inexplainable to me. I even used the serious ability to rewind and there was none of the show that I missed. That's so weird. <laughs> These are short stories, but I feel like we're just going to have so much to say about everyone because they're just so bizarre. That's really creepy that she's listening to Howard Stern. <laughs> Who listens to that guy? He's such a fucking weirdo. But secondly, like, it's like a time lapse. Like, we've talked about, like, time slips and stuff on this podcast, and they just weird me out every single time. Because I can't even fathom time not moving the way that you expect. Yeah. You know, progressively, forever, ongoing. And then all of a sudden you're, like... The space has moved, but time has not. Yeah. I think that's so creepy. I think, yeah, like, I mean, like, the glitch in the Matrix refers to the fact that, like, we're in a simulation, but if we weren't, like, if that's not really what it is, like, I totally believe there's, like, like time warps and black holes right. and stuff, like, just in the fabric of our, of this dimension and things. And all these Glitch in the Matrix things also bring out parallel universes, which I totally believe. And I have, like I said earlier, I have the science-y thing I want to talk about at the end of this episode. It's just, it, like, freaks me out. Because if that's true, like, I definitely have it, I feel. But, (laughs) yeah, that's a really weird one. This story is called Aurora. This one is pretty famous. It's, you may have heard it before, but if not, strap in. When I was around 20, a few years ago, I kept having dreams about a woman with long black hair named Aurora. They were different dreams, but for some reason her distinct face and name always ended up in them. It got to the point where I would wake up frustrated and confused, trying to Google her name or find out how I was connected to her. After a few months, she stopped showing up and I dismissed it, thinking my brain was just a scumbag. Fast forward a few years later, Halloween, 2009. I'm in the car with a friend, stopped at a gas station. I'm about to pull out and merge onto a highway. 
when I get a phone call from a random number, so I stop the car, but no one answered. There was a person behind me who grew impatient, honked at me, and then swerved in front of me instead of waiting for two seconds for me to move. Second, they got on the highway, some silver Civic loses control of their wheel, and crashes it into the car that swerved in front of me. I called the cops and waited at the gas station for them to come. Turns out the drivers of both cars died. It 100% would have been me if I hadn't have got that phone call. Called it back a few hours later out of gratitude and curiosity. Rang three times and went to voicemail. Hi, you've reached Aurora. Please leave your name and number. Never had goosebumps like that in my life. Called it again the next day because I was that confused about the whole situation. Some woman answers. We get to talking. I tell her my entire story, including the dreams I had. She tells me she doesn't know how I got her number and that she never called me as far as she remembers. Weird. Ask her if she has a Facebook to confirm if she is in fact the woman in my dreams. Checked her Facebook. Holy fuck. It's her. If that's not a glitch in the Matrix, then I am just batshit crazy. Or it's like, what if it was Aurora from a parallel universe? Yeah. Because I mean, like, a few episodes back when we were talking about um, haunted technology, um, and it was like ghosts communicating through the telegraph like across all timelines mm. so it's like if we could communicate with the past why well, wouldn't be able yeah, to communicate with another calling across a whole dimension right I think that's Creepy. so weird that that scare me I'd never like I'd never be able to sleep that's so weird yeah 100% that would weird me out I would never be able to trust my dreams or like I'd have to interpret every single one of them. Yeah, that's after that. that's something that I've always been like. That's so odd that like mostly when I think of dreams, I'm like they have like nothing to do with my real like it's just a reflection of what I was just thinking about or mm-hmm. like things that are on my mind or um, it's always like so weird in your dreams. But then like like all the Bible talks about like how people can translate dreams and that like kings and things just had specific people to translate their dreams for yeah. them and like things like this happen like when we were talking about undersea hauntings the titanic everyone was like having dreams about the titanic yeah. before it even happened like that's so weird like how also, do you how like, can you ever trust yourself like how do you know if your dream is just like some weird made-up experience or if it's like a fortune right also props to the kings and pharaohs that remember their whole ass dream it was like Decipher. <laughs> I know. I wake up and like, what the fuck did I just dream about? It was weird. That's all I know. <laughs> and I'm like, there was like a a big bug, and but it was my brother. But it and we went roller skating in the desert. And then he turned into ice cream. <laughs> and then like, we all really blew up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Could you imagine if everyone actually had like fortune telling dreams, but because none of us can remember, maybe it's because our brains can't compute. Like it's because it's because we're in a simulation, so every time that, like, we're asleep, we're, like, in the real world. Oh. And then when we come back into the simulation, like, the whoever's it's, out there controlling us doesn't have control over us when we're in our real world. So then when we come back in the simulation, they're like, shit, 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 and they, like, delete it. Yeah. Hard memory. <laughs> just, that's why people get, like, that's probably why people have, like, Alzheimer's. They hit delete too many times. It was lagging and they just kept pressing it. (laughs) Damn. 
Alrighty, let's hit that next one. This one is called Deja Vu. A couple years ago, my mother and I had gone to A&W for lunch, and we were both sitting eating our meals. We happened to be seated pretty close to the bathrooms, so I noticed everyone going in and out. First person to come out is this old man who's kind of hobbling along. He walked past, and I looked at him, and then went on with my meal. But not 30 seconds later, another man comes out of the bathroom, and at this point, I get a little freaked out because I realize it's the exact same person to the clothing, face, and even his limp. A couple of minutes later, the same thing happens, except it's an old woman this time. Then hardly 30 seconds later, the same woman comes out of the bathroom again. My mother took a look at me and said, you look like you've seen a ghost. I just stammered a bit and wrote it off as me being crazy. Or a doppelganger. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, it's not a ghost. Maybe it's a doppelganger. Well, but like, to, like the just the sheer coincidence yeah, of, of two it happening twice in a row like yeah. maybe it was like a husband and wife like coming out at the same time and then like like the time warp thing it just like reversed in time and they just like did it again i don't know creepy this is super weird <sighs> these time slips are just so creepy to me <sighs> they freak me out <sighs> it makes me like question every time i've ever had deja vu and i'm like is my life real? <laughs> <laughs> I hate deja vu. It's like... One of the worst feelings in the world. It's like most of the time I have it and I'm like, whoa, I've totally like dreamed about this. Yeah. But then other times when like I can feel like I've actually experienced this. Like I know like I've seen this before. Like it's not a dream. I'm like, where the fuck have I seen this before? Like it's just... It's just such a like an out of body experience. Like yeah. I've fucking done this. Your brain actually gets a little fuzzy, I feel like, when you when you've experienced deja vu. Like you're like you said, like it kind of feels like you're outside of yourself for a minute. And sometimes like for me, it's always like very specific things. It's super weird. Like it's not like I mean like you don't get deja vu every time you go to the store because you go to the store all the time. Right. But it's like it's like maybe like 10 seconds worth of time for me that I'm like, yeah. hold on, hold on. You were sitting there. That chair was in that exact position and the doorbell rang. Right. For and me, like, it's the, just the exact setup and right. it's such a short amount of time. Like, I don't even have time to process it. And I'm yeah, like, no, for real. I was about to say the same thing. Like, I don't have time to like respond. Like, I don't know what to think of it. And then the next thing you know, the conversation carries and it's just gone, you know, but for me, when I get deja vu, it's such a menial task. Like, I'm spreading peanut butter or something on a sandwich, and I'm like, you literally... I remember you saying that exact sentence and me looking up at you. <laughs> like, I can I can remember that motion of me looking at you. Yeah. It's, I hate it so much. Deja vu is the worst. Okay. Maybe we're remembering... Like, maybe we're connecting with our parallel universe. Like, because mm. the parallel... Like, each universe splits off when you make a different decision. So, right. everything after, like, should be different. Right. But maybe, like, if, like, someone, like, ourselves that diverged on a different path did that exact same thing, and then we do that exact same thing, it's, like, it fucks up the time, like, the dimensions. Yeah. My friend and I, for a <laughs> while, had a theory. I don't really believe it anymore, but we were thinking, what if deja vu is, like, 
a time slip where you go back in time about 10 seconds or so so that you can fix a mistake. And wow. so you, you yeah. make that same decision and don't fix the mistake. And that feeling of deja vu was like guilt that you didn't do it right. Hmm. I don't know. The only reason that I would like dispute that... It's just, like, every time I have deja vu, it's, like, definitely something that's distant in time. I'm, like, I maybe had this exact dream, like, two years ago. Right. Like, it was definitely not, like, recent. Like, I can feel like this is, like, a long-distant memory. I feel like it's not true. Like, it was an interesting pitch, but I feel like it's not true because there's nothing, there's no mistake to fix when I'm spreading peanut butter on my sandwich and someone said something. Yeah, it's usually, like, menial stuff. Like, it's never, like, I literally saw this house catch on fire. Right. Like, I've never experienced something that intense. Right. Okay. (laughs) Next story is called The Invisible Car. Driving home on a stormy day, I see that a side road up to the local golf course is blocked off by flashing barricades. I also spy a Mercedes parked past the barricades with its hazards on. I stop and walk up to the car to see if they need help, because I'm an EMT. I shine my light in the back seat to see a man slumped over, apparently asleep. Thinking I've got a few drunks, I move up to the driver window and rap on the glass and shine my light in. The driver is sitting bolt upright, unmoving, staring straight ahead. My window wrapping or light doesn't cause him to blink, flinch, or move. I look over and the passenger is slumped forward onto the dash. This begins to creep me out, so I call down to the sheriff's station and request a code 2. No lights or sirens. The unit comes up to my location to help me check this all out, because the doors are all locked and I can't get in. While on the phone, I walk back to my truck to get my go bag as I'm on the phone with dispatch. She asks me to get a license number for the car, just as a power company cherry picker truck comes rumbling down from up the closed road. I move to go around the truck to get the plate number and the car is gone. I talked to the driver of the truck and he said there was an 80 foot tree down across the road and that he didn't think it would be open for a day or so. So the question is, where the hell did the car go? Tree up one way, barricades down the other. It's kept me up a bit, unsettled, when stopping at accidents or hazards since then. Uh, like... So like, the, the truck like got in the way? And as it, like, passed by, there was, like, not a car where there just was one? I guess. I'll read that one more time just to get some clarification. So, he goes to get the go bag from his car, right? As I'm on the phone with this patch, she makes... She asks me to get a license number for the car, just as a power company cherry picker truck comes rumbling down from up the closed road. I move to go around the truck to get the plate number and the car is gone. So, I guess you're right. The truck passed it and it's just gone. It makes it, yeah, it makes it look like, like he said, like some drunks, and they got in like an accident or something, Mm. and like the driver saw it like last minute, and they're like frozen there, like where they died, like everyone else passed out. But if that's true, if they were frozen from the time of death, then why is the driver just like frozen looking forward, you know, like he's driving? Like... Right before they died. I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe like they hit the tree up ahead. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's so creepy. Can you imagine that? You just happen across like a normal car. 
Mm. Right? It's not like bent out of shape or anything. And there's just a bunch of frozen drunk people in the car. And then it just suddenly vanishes. Because, I mean, like, when... I don't know. I could see it because, like, when you talk about ghosts, they're, like, they wear what they die in. They look like right before they... Like, some ghosts look like right before they died. Some ghosts look like... After. Yeah, like, after an accident. Composition and everything, yeah. And so, like... I don't know, like, I could definitely see the, like... If they became ghosts, like, right before they died or, like... They're stuck in time right there. What I think freaks me out are those stories that they're like, yeah, I talked to this waiter about, I don't know, getting me food service up to my hotel room, and then later you find out the waiter was a ghost. Hmm. You know? And I find that freaky because some of these people just, like, look alive. You would literally have no idea. I would hate that. To be dead and still having to be working for eternity. (laughs) 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 I'd be more... I'm more impressed by the boldness of, like, you know, you go up to a car and it looks like a bunch of real people are inside and then yeah. the car is just gone. That's, yeah. I don't know, I find that just really Just, like, in the blink eerie. of an eye. Yeah. Super eerie. This one is called The Hunt. I was around nine years old. We were visiting family in Nevada and they lived in a very dry area in a good sized trailer. A couple days in, I was playing outside with my cousin, just messing around in the dirt. At some point, I look up. Right next to the house is a field surrounded by a wire fence, but there's a guy standing there. He's a good 300 or more feet away, so I can't see very clearly. As soon as I look at this guy, I have what I can only describe as an out-of-body experience. My body pretty much just went into lockdown and I was no longer seeing through my eyes. But I wasn't just floating there either. I was in the man's body, looking through his eyes. And through his eyes, I could see two little shapes playing across the field. But I could just feel that he saw the shapes as animals. Then I realized he was holding a shotgun. After I regained my body, I blurted out, we have to go indoors offering no explanation to my cousin, who thought I was nuts. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't know how to express it to other people. I've only since told my brothers, and they still don't believe me. It still freaks me out when I think about it today because it's the only time that I've ever lost control of my body. It was almost like a dream, but the whole thing felt like it was happening in slow motion. That's so freaky. That's beyond creepy. Someone legit is like up there fucking around with the cables in, uh, in the in the non-simulation and just fucking swap these two guys. Yeah. Just like accidentally plugged in the wrong wire. But like just like as weird as that is to like like feel like you've swapped bodies. Like mm-hmm. just the that emotion of like having like two separate feelings like you're Mm. like i'm a kid this isn't my body but then at the same time being like those are some animals out there yeah and i have a gun like that's i wouldn't even know how to like explain that i would never be able to cope with that that's so freaky that's so traumatic Uh, and like i just yeah that's so weird and also i've been there where it comes to like seeing or hearing something and nobody believes you 
this, this is just a short story, but when I was maybe nine, I was taking a shower in our home in Texas, and we had like a very reflective tile in the bathtub, you know, like in the shower. Mm. And so I looked over and I saw someone, and it was not myself. Mm. And it... It scared the absolute shit out of me. So I, I screamed, ran out of the shower, and slipped in the hallway. And my parents come over and like, what's wrong? And I told them what happened. And they just sent me to therapy. And my therapist didn't believe me. What? So, like, nothing ever got resolved. They just, like, scratched it up as, like, my imagination. And I just needed to get over it. But that house was creepy as fuck. Because there would be Why times... Why therapy the first option? I don't know. Okay. Like, in that house, like, I would hear someone call my name, and it's just my parents at home, and they both say, like, they didn't call me. Yeah, no, you know? for sure. Or, like, we had these two creepy dolls that sat up at this top window in our bedroom, mm-hmm. and I swear they would look at me. The name one I relate to a lot. In California, my house that was haunted, um, like, there's, like, a hallway mm-hmm. that had my parents' bedroom and my bedroom in it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like in the living room or the kitchen, I and I heard my name, it sounded like it was coming from down, down that hallway. Hall. So yeah. I'd always just assume it's my mom calling from the bedroom. Yeah. But like if I was in my bedroom, you could tell it was from somewhere in the room. That's actually funny because that's how the layout was for my house in Texas. There's the <laughs> living room and then a hallway with all the bedrooms and then the kitchen oh. around the corner. No, that wasn't the layout. Well, you said that the bedrooms are all down a hall. Oh. Kyle's bedroom was right next to the door, oh. right before the kitchen. So it's <laughs> like weird. his bedroom, the kitchen and living room, and then a hallway with the bathroom, two bedrooms, and the garage. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I, I totally feel that. Like, no one believing your story. I just really hate that so much. Like, if my yeah. child ever comes to me and says, like, Dad, I saw someone, I heard someone... I know it's, like, just us in the house, you know. But, like, even still, like, what do you do about that? I would just, I don't know. I really hope we never come across something like that. But if we have a child and it's like, Dad, like, there's someone in my closet or something, I will gladly check the closet under the bed. With a knife. Yeah, obviously. Armed. Yeah. And, yeah, I won't fuck around. I will check everything for my child. And then be like, okay, you're just sleeping with us tonight. Like, no questions, okay? We will triple lock all the doors. Including yours. Lock him in there. Whoever's in there is going to stay fucking in there. We'll just feed him graham crackers. Oh, could you imagine you do that? Like, you lock up your son's room or something, and they spend the night in, in your bed. And then in the middle of the night, you hear the door open. The bedroom door? Yeah. I'd put bullet holes through the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I got my last glitch matrix story here. The wrong brother. I was at a friend's place back in 2008. When we were all teenagers, we had a cool shed at a friend's that we'd hang out in every weekend. It had four sets of bunk beds, tables, a fireplace, TV, fridge, etc. The whole lot. One night, we were all hanging out when I decided I needed to take a piss. 
I walked out the front door of the shed and started to walk to the right when I stopped. Now let me explain the layout here. As you walk out of the shed, his house is to the left and to the right is where we all park our cars. Further out your left with empty fields and trees. It was dark by now, the lights from the house illuminating the space between the house and our cars, but trailing off just past them. As I took a step to the right, intending to go behind the cars to relieve myself, I saw my friend's older brother standing there. I watched him for a good 5-10 to 10 seconds as he stood there, forcing, facing into the darkness. He then proceeded to walk behind a couple trees in a car before he disappeared. Confused, I walked back into the shed and asked my friend what his brother was doing by the cars. The conversation went as follows. Me. Hey man, what's your brother doing out by the cars? Him. What do you mean? Me. He just walked off behind the cars. The brother. I'm right here. I looked over and there his brother was, sitting down on one of the chairs with a drink. He was wearing the exact same clothes as I saw him in, and the only way to get into the shed was through the door that I was standing in the way of. To this day, I have no idea how it all happened. I'm guessing I was just seeing things, but the fact that I watched him walk around for a good 10 seconds has always puzzled me. I've never had anything else like that happen again. Mm. <sighs> it's yeah. just like that bathroom thing you were talking about, like just two of the same person and the same space and time. Well, and it's like, it's like it's not even like he went inside and was like, hey, who's that guy out there? It's that it was so brother. distinguishable to someone that he knew yeah. is like what makes it worse. That like, it'd be really creepy if it was just some random guy, but like you could call the cops or like, right. you know, like at least you're all safe inside, but like. Maybe it was a form of shapeshifter from the woods. Ooh. Why would he walk away instead of attacking? Mm. I don't know. Yeah, that's creepy. Either explanation is weird. Don't like. <laughs> this one is called, Are You My Dad? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> My dad used to get up around 3 a.m. every morning for work. Starting at a very early age, I would wake up on my own and wander downstairs to see him just before he left. One morning, I was about four years old. I made it to the bottom of the stairs and noticed that the front door was open. I opened it up and saw my father in his favorite work shirt, making his way down the driveway to his truck in his typical work outfit. I swung the door open wider and yelled for him to come back for a hug before he left. He slowly turned around and just stared at me, and then he started walking back toward the house. He was looking so strangely at me that it started to scare me, and I began to cry, and asking him, and I asked him what was wrong. Just as he had almost reached me, a pair of arms encircled me from behind in a bear hug. I turned my head to see my understandably freaked out father staring at his doppelganger in the exact same outfit. The double took one look at my dad and ran down the driveway. Meanwhile, my dad yanked me in the house and locked the door. The weirdest morning ever. Never did quite figure that one out. I wouldn't have trusted my four-year-old memory if it wasn't also witnessed by my father. He won't talk about it these days, but my mom has since told me that he called out for work and she spent the day reassuring him he wasn't a nutcase. What the fuck? That's so scary. That's so fuck. I like that, though. That's a nice, like, neatly wrapped bow for this. Because so far, it's just no one has seen the doppelganger but the witness. Yeah. 
and now there's two people wow. and the person's doppelganger is of himself. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That, That's so creepy. Can you um, just like imagine that? Just like hearing your son like calling you and you walk down the hallway and it's you but it's not you walking toward him from outside. Ugh. That's so freaking. I don't even know what I would do. Like probably what the dad did just grab my son and get the fuck out of there. Like I I don't know. I feel like in like an event of a true intruder like I would like defend myself and my family and like call the cops, but like if if he had like if it was like him from like another timeline or right. dimension or something like what would have happened if he did like kill him or attack him? Yeah. I think what's interesting is like a lot of people are like it's easily explained all through time travel. But something like this, he's wearing the exact same uniform, like the same clothing, same age. So it would have had to have been like the same day. Right. Or like at least really close in time. I don't know. And also like why run away? Yeah. And like, I mean, even the, the author, he writes the like, he became scared of him. Like he somehow knew like, this isn't really my dad. Right. That's so creepy. You had one more story? Yep. All right. This one is called Drive-By. I was a sophomore in high school, and I had spent the afternoon watching, watching a movie at my girlfriend's house. It was around 10 p.m. when I decided to leave. I proceeded to skateboard home as I only lived about two blocks away and it was a really quiet suburban neighborhood. I was skating down a hill toward a larger street that was never really busy when I reached the intersection and I nailed a rock. I had planned on blasting through the street since there were no cars, but instead I flew off the board and skid a good three or four feet on my head and shoulder. I rolled onto my back and screamed out in agony. The pain was so bad I couldn't really move. I looked up the road and about 30 yards off was a car coming down the way. And where I landed, I was right in its path. A two-lane, it was a two-lane street. I was right in the middle of his lane. My head was aligned with the wheel. I tried like hell to move. I screamed. I yelled. I couldn't do anything. The car was about 15 yards off. He doesn't see me. He makes no attempt to swerve. Ten yards. I hear him barreling down. I close my eyes and I brace. Nothing. I open my eyes. I look where the car had just been and there was nothing there. I hear the car behind me. I look where it was supposed to be in the other direction. Tail lights cruising up the road. I hadn't moved. He didn't swerve. It was like he passed through me. Or I passed through him. There isn't really any way he could have passed over me, not with the way I landed and was positioned on the street. It was a little car. I can't explain it. I got up terrified, bloody and baffled, hobbled home, and went to sleep. Jesus. You know, there's uh, there's a famous road. I think it's in Mexico. But there are just super strange things that happen on that road 
Um, and there's a story of this guy who was going down the road, and he swears that he and his brother were in the car, and that they hit like 12 different animals on the road. And every time they could feel the bump, they could hit, like there's no way to avoid the animal. And every time they got out of the car, there's just nothing there. That's so weird. And so eventually they were driving down the road, and there's another car coming right at them. And every time they swerve, it just mirrors them. And then eventually they just pass right through the car and they finally get out of that road and they call the cops and they're like, oh my God, like we, I think this car is in trouble or whatever. And the cops are saying, we got a call from the other car saying the exact same thing. Oh my God. That's weird. We got to go on that road now. Yeah. Super interesting stuff. But yeah, that's fucking creepy. Yeah. To just like, like. He's a kid, and he's, like, literally prepared to, like, die. Like, he thought he was going to die. And it's, like, this car just, like, teleported, like, like a fucking, like, portal from here just to the other side of him. Right. So weird. And that's why I feel like some of this stuff can't be, like, time machine stuff. You know, like, there's no time travel Definitely that would just stop. just a simulation. Yeah. Super weird. Sometimes I hate this podcast. Sometimes it makes me very uncomfortable. I love it. I I mean, now that we stopped like believing in a god, I don't know, maybe maybe there's just like some dictator controlling <laughs> us like a fucking game. Like like you ever wonder like if you're playing like a chess game, mm. do they have like their own little world? And they, like, can't control themselves. Oh. And, like, they're, like, freaked out that, like, people are dying. And, like, they're moving, like, on this, just this strange impulse. Like, what if we're just a game? I feel bad for literally every action figure game I played with growing <laughs> up. Because I had this... It was not a stormtrooper. It's a scout trooper from Star Wars. And he lost both of his arms at the elbows. And we just painted him completely black with Sharpie. And he was the bad guy every time. And I'd be like, oh no, what's the bad guy? And they'd always like, there'd be like a massacre from this black deformed action figure. So I guess I'm just like genocide 101 over you here. Are. And, like, what if we're just a simulation like that? We're just a game. It kind of makes me think of, like, H.P. Lovecraft. Because a lot of the things he writes about is, like, the cosmos and how little we know. And all these massive beings and, like, time and things that we just think has rules, but they don't. So, I don't know. All of that yeah. is really creepy. If you guys have not read Lovecraft lore then you really should because if this is your cup of tea then I feel like you'd really like his stuff too and he's one of my heroes when it comes to writing so super creepy do you feel that you've ever experienced a glitch in the matrix so this is what I wanted to talk about the sciencey thing for me it's like I think I've only ever experienced like what we talked about the like really minuscule deja vu I can't really think of anything where I felt like that was like a whole glitch. I don't know. So uh, there's a term. It's it's kind of like along the lines of like string theory and like pocket dimension theory, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So it's called quantum immortality. 
And Google is saying it usually refers to, in a classical sense, a person who is lucky enough to survive in any incident in the world. Such a quantity of luckiness is even big enough to keep that person away from the aging of the human body. And so what they're saying is, like, maybe there was a time that you should have died. Mm. Like, one, like you were about to hit someone on the road. You 100% should not have made it out. Yeah. And then somehow, like, there's, like, a... You just black out for, like, a split second, and then you're fine. Like, nothing happened. Mm. And so they're saying this theory is that when something like that happens, your consciousness travels to the same body, but in another parallel dimension. Mm. And so it's the exact same moment, but you survived in that dimension. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. So anytime that you feel like, I should have died, that was your brain transferring to another dimension. And this is what is super interesting. That's why some things are like the mandala effect because transferring so much, it was different. Like one little thing was different. So like the way that you spell Berenstein Bears or that Mandela died in prison, you know, like all these things, the Monopoly man with the monocle and the mustache, like you just remember it differently, right? Because that data still transfers. So with the with the mandala effect, it's like I don't know, that one seems harder to like understand. The like so everyone who remembers the same like experiences the same mandala effect, like no like fifty percent of the population very distinctly remembers Berenstein Bears being spelled this way. Mm-hmm. And now we're all in the exact same dimension where it's spelled this way. So, like, everyone that's ever like that is has had their, like, has had that dimensional jump from the same dimension. Could be. It just seems like a stretch, but, I yeah. I feel like there's just a lot of overlap, and now we're, you know, talking about how time is so relative. Yeah. It I easily like, could be I that I like way. to think of, like, um, like, time, like, parallel universes and um, being, like, a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, if you looked at a tree... It, like, your life, like, starts here with, like, one line, but then with every decision you make, it splits off. But, like, trees don't just keep splitting off and never touching. Like, if you look at them, like, they cross over each other, and, like, you people graft trees. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Well, there are some times in my life that I feel like I should have died, right? There are some car accidents I definitely feel like I should have been in. Or there was this one time at scout camp, we were running home, or I guess back to the tent, because it was raining really bad. The storm came out of of nowhere, and lightning struck literally like 6, 12 feet away from us. And that was a miracle that we survived that, like... Yeah. And we were, like, it's not, there was a path we were following, like, if we just went, like, a couple of feet to the left, we would have gotten hit, you know? And I remember distinctly a time in my life... When I made a joke about when my parents used to hit us when we were young, and everyone in my family looked at me like I was an alien, like that never happened. So I don't know if that's them being toxic, or if that, like, maybe I'm in a different spot. Maybe it didn't happen in this area. The only other thing that I can say is, like, you're saying that your brain transfers to a different you. So is it, like, your brains swap? And if so, like... 
what's the difference of this one dying or this one dying if they're both me? I don't think it's that your conscious swaps. Or if, like, like, all of the dimensions of you are, like, avatars that are just kind of, like, running, like, programmed and, like, blankly, and your brain can jump, like, between parallel universes, and... I think it's not too far a stretch to say that you could get back to the same dimension over and over again, you know? So, like, let's say that, like, I'm jumping into different dimensions and everything, right? But maybe I've lived one of them before up to a point, you Mm -hmm. know? And then time freezes until I come back. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's Maybe out. that's just enough time for that dimension to repair itself and say, you didn't yeah. die at that point, and then I just return back to that point. So then what about people that do die? Are they, like, well, is that's their brain th- just transferred to a different dimension and, like, they can never come back to this one because they did die? Maybe. But also maybe the fact that, like quantum immortality isn't applied to everyone. Maybe it's only certain individuals. Yeah. That's why some people are like, Mandala Effect isn't real because they've never experienced that. I can't imagine, like, people not experiencing deja vu. Like, that's like a universal thing, right? Like, like just imagine, like, everything being fucking sane in your life. What? Terrible. (laughs) If you're fucking boring, just say so. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, well, I think that was it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Twisted Manor. Um, I guess we'll do those updates now, like I said. So, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to email us at twistedmanor.sub at gmail.com if you want to submit long-term stories as the main section. And don't forget to submit shorter bonus stories at Telenim, which is in the link in our bio on Instagram at Twisted Manor merchandise shop is still up also in the same link on instagram so don't forget to check that out we did put out the new t-shirt and hoodie for always trust the animals thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you guys in the next episode of twisted manor